This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF makes a Mariner first class centre against Ben Sump. AO torching the blindside blue paper on a special Easter weekend of bludging. Yes, that's the sound of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to the bludge on this long weekend. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven, and what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Straight to the greatest game of all, rugby league. And uh, 2023 round five was shot out of a cannon exploding across the nation last weekend like 40 tonnes of TNT. Excitement. Excitement, the only word, unbelievable, unprecedented excitement. So many big issues emerged as we gathered for shelter under the mushroom-shaped cloud. Uh, Saturday night, with a loud clunk, the scales fell off the dolphins as they were clobbered by the big red V. Remember the uh, $2 coin team, the 11 on the trot crew? The tune in that one was uh, 38 to 12. And Coach Hook was off the hook for another week at Cogra. But, of course, the Dolphins restored sanity to their tilt in 2023 when they put away the Cowboys in an all-Queensland spectacular of league tune 32-22 last night. Now, could the Dragons about to be, well, about to unleash something special tomorrow at Seabus against the Titans? Certainly people are licking their lips in anticipation. In player updates, Rooster Radley says everything is tickety-boo in the brain box. He's never had a symptom of the staggering noodle syndrome, even when he was knocked out. Great news from the coalface of Dump, although I think he's in trouble. Uh, Is he in trouble with the tribunal? He might be for actions last night. Now, uh, the Dogs get the golden point winner from Burton's boot and the Kennel sneak into the top eight. Elsewhere, uh, the Knights and Seagulls, well, it's a draw. Yeah, a draw, even after extra time. Go figure. The extra time was meant to settle the draws. Ah, no. But this one was an old-fashioned punters pick the score, same-day multi-special. The riff, when hostility ceased, was 32 all. Speaking of a same-day multi-punters special, Raiders 12, Panthers 53. Now, that was a collect. That's all from last weekend. And in 2023, jump alert, what is going on with the Tiger Strip? A a jumper designed to celebrate our Anzacs, coughed up by the hardworking Tiger Town creatives, featured American GIs instead of our digs. I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. Anzus, Lion, Orca, Steel, they all get in the road, stars and stripes. And thankful is they weren't Chinese troops featured on the shirt. Imagine what Dr. No, Spuddy Dutton, you know, one of league's top talking scones would say about them apples. Call me Gagai, but this week saw the murderer, the man and the man of feathers join forces and appear at the top level punting powwow to plead for more gambling advertising on television, not less. 
Singing from the same hymn sheet, these heavy hitters claim both codes were, wait for it, busted ass operations, existing hand to mouth week by week in a desperate bid, in a desperate, you know, obviously budgeting position. And it was only the moolah earned from the punt that kept the wheels of the caper ticking over. I mean, I had no idea it was that desperate. No idea at all. I mean, it made me think of the old-fashioned blanket appeal would be a good idea to reinstitute that at halftime at the AFL. You know, people would take a blanket around, you know, one in each corner, you know, four four younger players in their kit, and people would throw money into it, and that would keep the club going for another week. And then uh, this week... Like the swallows returning in spring, we heard the first cry for an SCG demolition and rebuild. According to DIY experts, a complete scrape of the ground and a top-out could be completed in six months if it was green-lighted by next Tuesday. There's quite a program, well, that is quite a program, and completely gettable if a tight build, but uh, people, far, minds far greater than mine can tackle that. So many questions and at least we have the rest of the seasons to find some answers. I'd be approving the, incidentally, the rebuild of the SCG so long as Rugby League and Rugby Union are never played there again and it becomes a ground for cricket and AFL. So many questions, at least we have, uh, you already mentioned all of that. Incidentally, one of the top AFL talking scones had a brainy and suggested the Adelaide Showdown be moved to the MCG on a Friday night. Imagine how that snippet went over in Hindley Street. It was an outstanding contribution to the national debate. The showdown in Melbourne, go figure. Speaking of the AFL, could former top pie Eddie Maguire be headed back to breakfast right now? Eddie's worked up quite an agenda. The roof on the MCG, the SCG rebuild, goes without saying. Protecting the prison bars and moving the Adelaide showdown to the G. I mean, there's six months of top content in those topics alone. And what about BT's calls of the Lion V Pies? The hook-throughs. The hook-throughs were magic, a great example for the younger callers of how to do it for 90 minutes. I mean, obviously, that first 10 minutes or so go by without mentioning the crowd, etc. But then he had his dry powder, you know, obviously moving the show down, uh, the hook-through saying, you know, never mind how far the pies are behind, they'll kick a lot of goals quickly and win the match, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, obviously the um, SCG rebuild. Now, and an AFL talking point this week, has the fourth umpire improved the game and spectacle of the AFL or is it just as crazy and stupid as ever? Uh, Just a yes or no will do. Drop the word and let others have a go. That's my advice. Melbourne, and it was chaos in the F1 for Stappen emerged from the rubble, uh, obviously of red flags, safety car, etc. No one knew tyres, no one knew what was going on. Everyone was blamed for the fiasco that allowed fans onto the track before the race was finished. And then after that, the fans were blamed for getting on the track before the race was finished. I mean, go figure, who's in charge of this muscle? I mean, bring back Bernie Eccleston. I'm not sure if Burns still with us, but God almighty, I can hear the calls now. B.E., where are you? Uh, but uh, glamour tracks, so glamour? I mean, it was all glamour as the sort of five-star glamour only Melbourne can deliver. The F1 still thrills that dress-up crowd. Kylie Minogue was front and centre on the grid, which brought back many happy memories of Sister Danny and her pit lane romances with the likes of Jacques Villeneuve and Lewis Hamilton. Magic days, magic outfits, magic racing. Speaking of romance, very sad to see Rupert pull the pin on his latest romantic entanglement. I thought Anne Leslie was the one. I thought they could have gone all the way, the second half of his life and all that. I mean, he was promising to live to 184, I think, at one point. You know, somebody's got to do the uh, washing. Now, and so do the Bludge Bulletin Board. Every Easter long weekend, there are great events that capture the nation's imagination. Uh, I think tonight, the golden Easter egg at Wendy Park. I'd love to see the winner of that yap on back up on Hame's show. Remember, it's just called Hame. 
maybe the dog could come on and do a bit of what dogs do best, and that's yap. Now, the Stall Gift Monday, it's the 141st running of the foot race. Last year, we suggested it wasn't on seven. It is. Hame will be doing that as well. And at Lewis Punters in, uh, you know, it's a beautiful punting event, especially if you could double that with the Sydney Cup. I mean, it's a rare double stall in Sydney Cup. I don't know if they're fiddling on it. They should. And in North Queensland, it's Rocky Nats time. It's something new for me. Rocky Nats. Big donks and all the fun of the show and shine. There's something for everyone. And, you know, I've got to mention in passing the Sydney Cup. Speaking of something to everyone. Now, my selections, Surefire and Gin Martini, but I'm terrified of high emotion. Now, can I point out the last time I was terrified of a horse was in the slipper, which is a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I suggested I was terrified of Shinzo. And then Shinzo comes out and wins the race, egg all over my face. Obviously, if I'd only gone with a, you know, put it in my top three, I'd be laughing, but I wasn't. I was just terrified of it. So take my tip and watch the one I'm terrified of. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, uh, in these dark and stormy times, once again, he's fully focused on the cost of living crisis, trying to help him out this week in the coffee caper. The best I could do was uh, a, this week was Makona, classic medium roast, freeze-dried, 400 gram in six packs, in six packs at, for 168 now, it's not a bad price, 168 when you remember that, sure, sure, people say it's a bit steep, but that's almost two and a half kilos of high-quality gear. Two and a half kilos of high-quality gear for, you do the maths. Look at what you're getting 100 grams for, tons. Anyway, the voice of hope belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy Easter, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully six, over now! Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and uh, happy Rugby League, H.G., to you, and, of course, and to your family. And happy Rugby League to all God-fearing, hard-working, morally robust, decent Aussies on this remarkable weekend. You know, I was on the bus going into town. Uh, must have been Thursday, I guess it was. I had a couple of things to do in town. Hot so cross I got, buns. got the bus here. No, I can get uh, hot cross buns locally. This was uh, a separate mission. Uh, you know, I heard a couple of kids talking on the bus and uh, one said to the other, uh, uh, what are you doing on the rugby league long weekend? And I thought, wonderful. I know. It's seeping, isn't it? I mean, there's so much rugby league happening now at Easter. I mean, you've got Easter, you've got Passover, you've got Ramadan and Rugby League. Doesn't get better, does it? I mean, this is Australia, isn't it? There it is. There it is. That's right. Uh, Rafael Nadal withdraws from the Madrid Masters, sadly. It's this mysterious hip in- injury that he might have picked up in the Australian Open. Um, we wish him all the best, uh, but it doesn't look good. Watch, watch your hip starts to go as a tennis player. It's I think, all in the hips. I think you might be uh, in a little bit of trouble. And I think uh, young Alcaraz is out with uh, injury as well. And this is the second time in the last 12 months he's had to withdraw from tournaments uh, due to injury, which is not uh, not such a good thing. This, this, this kitty, I mean, he is a wunderkind. Let's face it, um, but uh, he can only remain a wunderkind if he remains... Healthy. Well, healthy and on the court. Yeah. I mean, it's pointless being a wunderkind if you're in the dressing room or lying down or being surrounded by doctors scratching their heads. Um, 
Now, I, I like you, HG, I wanted to say hats off and pants off to Melbourne with the F1, but as you quite rightly point out, it was a shambles. Absolute shambles. Mm. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to finish. I don't know whether Melbourne is going to miss out on it next year or not, given the wash-up. There, there will be an inquiry. What were the fans doing on the course before the race was finished? Mm-hmm. Many thought the race was finished. Exactly. It wasn't. It exactly. wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't over. Yeah. There had to be a restart. I don't know why. Surely this emergency car came on. Don't know why. And then another. Re- oh, I don't know. I don't Surely know there's got to be about. a siren. Someone, someone, yes, a you siren. Know, I'll give you an example. At the AFL, yes. they say don't come onto the ground until you hear the second siren. Second siren, which yes. Which is the all clear on your yeah, come. Now, right. it's a simple idea. I know. It doesn't cost a fortune. <laughs> exactly. Then you wait four minutes for the second siren. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the, yeah, you can go out. I think Oscar Piastri, the young. Uh, Wunderkind. Wunderkind. Aussie Wunderkind. I think he scored a point. Might be his first point in uh, Formula One. I tell you, it was disappointing. I tell you, who looked sad and lost, and that's uh, Ricciardo. Oh, Ricciardo. Ricciardo. They've they got nothing for him to do. He was just standing around, looking glum. Mm. Uh, he wasn't even, you know, in with the, wearing the headphones, listening to what was going on. He was just standing around, going deaf from the constant noise. Noise. Would you like to see him? Fake a trackside romance. Oh, I don't know. He's got to do something with his life. I mean, he just can't. Oh, I mean, I don't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know what to say to him. No. I bumped into him. I just thought, oh, I've moved away as quick mm. as I could. Nothing to say. What no. can you say? No. Bad luck, champ. Yeah. Did you talk about the Commodores? No, you about talked talking? about nothing. Yeah, isn't it sad? I just had to walk away. Mm. Now, Tiger Woods, or the man they call Tiger, Tiger Woods. Thanks. Mm, he's concerned his leg will let him down, and it has. He said that, uh, I found a very telling comment, he said that his leg feels foreign. <laughs> his leg feels foreign. Must be a weird thing. Dragging around this other, other thing, this lump, mm. this l- lump on your left has hand side. Has he got side. a name for it? No, he hasn't got a name. That'd, be, that'd uh, help. That'd help, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Right. Come but on, I, I think Oscar. he's... Um, I think Put he in. was, uh, last I saw he was uh, equal 54th or something. Mm. Mm. Now, it's 10 years, HG, since Adam Scott wore the green jacket. It's not. It is. 10 years. 10 years. Wow. Remember that, that final putt, HG? Uh, I was with you or watching it uh, on television. Uh, I, I mean, it was a moment when really the world held its breath. It, it, absolutely, the world held its absolutely. breath. Absolutely, and uh, it it took a, a left hand. Uh, it was slightly left of the hole, and I said, I looked at you, and I thought, oh, this is not, no way, no, this is going yeah. in. You know, I, I exchanged that look with you, and you you looked as, just as afeard as I was, tight faced, tight lipped. Yes, but suddenly the ball took that deviation just to the right. In it went. And there it was, ours. the green jacket mm. going to ours, Adam mm. Scott. Mm. Who? Who? Adam Scott. Just incredible. I don't know how Scotty's going. Uh, he started off quite well, but I think he might have fallen away. And I think the uh, the whole thing might have um, succumbed to the weather, the elements. I think the couple of trees have come down. Does the this scaring you? patrons, um, wind, lightning. Storm and drang, as we used to say. Now, does this worry you? Yes, of course it worries me if you well, can't I mean, play golf. 
desperately worried. Now, hang on. You can't play golf. I thought that was the object of the game, to be able to play in all conditions. Yes. Well, I think they, they deemed the conditions too dangerous, not so much yeah. for the golfers but for the fans. Yeah, no, I understand that. When because... trees are coming down and landing on people, there yeah. were people crawling out from under pines. Under pine trees. And the azaleas. Lucky to survive. Right. Azaleas. I don't know what's happened to the azaleas or the roses. I've no idea. Now, the. uh, (laughs) Speaking of the US Masters, that championship dinner. (laughs) Look, I've never been. Obviously, I haven't won a green jacket, Mm. of course. But it's very, very formal. And you have to have a green jacket to get in, obviously. And usually, the menu is set by the. Defending champion. In this case, it's Scotty Scheffler. So uh, I had a look at the menu that Scotty had served up to the Green Jacketed Champions on the night. He opened up with a uh, cheeseburger slider, <laughs> which is uh, very, very nice. I don't know how big the slider is. Sliders, generally speaking, pretty small. Aren't yeah, they, I don't like they're, they're a little, little bun, I want to yeah, say. No, no, I don't like them. A little bun with, uh, I suppose, a cheeseburger. Indeed. A, mini, yeah, a little mini mean, cheeseburger. Yeah, drive chef's Must nuts. have been lovely, you know. <laughs> I think you just put it in your mouth in one go. Yeah, I think that's the go. I think that's the way you do it. That was followed by um, firecracker shrimp, which I've never had, but I assume it must be chilli. Oh, it would be. Chilli inside be. the shrimp or Ooh. the prawn, as we call it, mm-hmm. that would explode in your mouth. Now Later to explode downstairs, I assume. That'd be pure Scotty. He'd laugh at that as players had to run out and <laughs> yeah, take see the smallest room <laughs> <laughs> while they waited for the third course, which appeared to be um, what's called blutwurst. And I think that's a sort of pork, pork rind and blood sausage. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Imported B- from Germany, I, well, take I suppose it. so. Unless Flown they have fresh. someone make it locally. I well, don't know. Money. Blutwurst. I like the sound of it. <laughs> I like the sound of you it. You might get that round Nuriupa Tanunda. Maybe. Um, that was followed by Texas ribeye. Nice. Nice. Conventional. I suppose. Very conventional. And then that was followed by what's called Lieberwurst, which is a sort of, from what I gather, a sort of pig's liver pate, which I suppose you'd smear on a cracker or something like that, or if you had a bit of bread left from your uh, cheeseburger Roll. slider. Oh, you roll. You might be able to smear it on that. And what's called Zungerwurst, which is a cheese, tongue and blood sort of pate, which sounds great. Um, Do many people come to this event? Well, you, well, uh, former champions. Yeah. I mean, usually you have a full crowd. I mean, everyone's there uh. with their green jackets. And that was uh, finishing off with ice cream and chocolate biscuits was probably you know, a bit of a relief after all the uh, Zungenwurst and the Lieberwurst and the Blutwurst. And but, did, uh, terrific a, night. Is this funny, meant to be a funny Oh, dinner? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just you just share your favourite things with, with other crowd. players. You know, so if you'd won the uh, green jacket last year, mm. uh, you would have determined. Yeah, scallops. Yeah, and, scallops. There yeah, you are. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, now you go with scallops. I tell you what, we'd like is some New Zealand flounder. Yes, New Zealand flounder, and probably a bit of international roast or yeah, something like that. that, that An international roast imbued sausage, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, now the shark sadly was not invited. Um, well, he, should, he wouldn't be invited to the dinner anyway. He couldn't go because he'd never won. You've got to have a green jacket to go, and Shark hasn't got one, sadly, but he wasn't invited to the event at all. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's a shark-free zone. Mm. 
um, this particular uh, Masters. But uh, he must have uh, sort of dreamt of what he'd serve up at the champion's dinner if he was given the opportunity. Well, that's worth thinking about. It is, isn't it? It is. I'm I'm not Uh, sure I'm licking my lips. No, no. If you thought the shark was providing what you were about to eat. Yeah, I think you wouldn't bother to go. I think you'd just make a pass, wouldn't you? Thanks, Sharky. Head straight to the smallest room on your way out. Uh, now, Peter Hanscom and Matthew Renshaw are not offered Cricket Australian contracts. I mean, Peter Hanscom must feel a little bit dudded. I mean, he was the hero of India, wasn't he? He was the only <laughs> one, <laughs> virtually the only one who stood up in India. People uh, were Steve Smith Clive. stood up a little bit, uh, but it was uh, largely Peter Hanscom who stood up. It surprised me because normally he doesn't stand up at all, but in India he did. Yeah, and why isn't he part of the... Th- I, I don't know. They must have something against the bloke. I, mm. I don't know the bloke. I've never met the bloke. Yeah. A bit like the bloke who won the Formula One. I couldn't give a bugger. Mm. Now, do you see that shooting that home to Baird, who's now in charge? Is Baird, Baird now in charge of yeah, cricket? cricket? He's in charge of cricket. Well, is he, uh, has he got his he's got uh, Peter Hanscom in his crosshairs? Yes. What's Baird got against Peter Hanscom? Well, the hero of India. Clive. Now, the Tim Zoo Jamal Charlo bout has been postponed yet again. Oh, no. Now, this is a great unification bout that everyone's calling for is the combination of the IBF, IBO, WA, WA, IBO, that. Well, it can't happen now for at least another six months and it was going to be in June, which means it's going to be closer to December. The problem is that Charlo's hand injury is not healing. I don't know if it's a metacarpal inj- well, injury. Well, it sounds like he's sounds like he's, Well, he did describe his uh, his hand as a, as a packet of chips. A packet of chips? I haven't heard that in years. No, packet of chips. I think Jeff Fennick coined that he phrase. He did, he did. How your hands, Jeff? Oh, they're like a packet, packet of, chips. of chips. Smith's crisps, if you yeah. know. Yeah, but I, I hope Charlo can get back, get his hand working because, I mean, I really want to see this belt united. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do, and I think everyone does. Uh, now, uh, just going back to the uh, US Masters, a caddy's sharing info, HG. It appears that... Uh, Brooks oh, no. Kepka, who might be 12 under and leading the tournament, clearly at the moment, uh, a live man, mm-hmm. one of Sharky's. Sharky's crew. Sharky's goon boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, part of the shark show. Them, the shark show. Yeah. The Saudi shark show. The Saudi shark show. show. Yeah, 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 him, him. Well, his caddy uh, surprised everyone by shouting out to another caddy what club Brooks was using on a particular hole. What? Now, this is absolutely against the law. This is illegal. And I'm uncertain as to whether Brooks's uh, caddy was sharing information with another one of uh, Sharky's goons. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're helping each other or not. But can I ask how that actually helps? Well, if you, if Brooks, uh, if Brooks Kepka, as was the case... He's ahead uh, of the other goon. No, no, no. In your group, yeah. plays a shot ah. that lands right beside the hole. Yeah, what yeah, what, what, cl- what club was he using? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You ask the you. caddy, hey, what hey, what was Brooks using? Yeah. Oh, five iron, I think yeah. he said. Five iron. Well, that gives you a clue. Oh, I might use the five iron as well because I'm just about the same position that Brooks is in. For some reason, I thought they were on separate holes. No. Oh, yeah, five iron. No, 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 no. But anyway, it is again, and I know there is an inquiry happening. An inquiry? An inquiry by the uh, USPGA officials. Any idea who might be on the panel? Uh, I mean, I'd love to see Phil Mickelson there. I think Fuzzy Zeller. Fuzzy Zeller? Duffy Waldorf Duffy Waldorf is there. It's a high, heavy-hitting panel. It is, isn't it? 
They'll get to the bottom of it. Of course, a wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Uh, you're right about this uh, West Tigers uh, diggers jumper fiasco. More questions than answers. I know. Now, as nearly as I can tell, it the Guernsey was designed in Iran. I know. I know. Beggars belief. What? And you can understand can mistakes being made by people, you know, young students or designers in Iran. I don't. I mean, I don't begrudge them having a go. Good on them. Uh, but they wouldn't know the difference between, you know, an Anzac and just a soldier in the desert. They wouldn't. You no. couldn't expect them to. And you don't know what their own instructions were. Anyway, they cooked up the design. It was made by Steeden back here in Australia, which is fair enough. Um, but uh, I don't know who ticked the box. I'm sure it wasn't anything to do with Benji or or Tim Sheens, I, I, I'm sure they had nothing to do with it. Although I don't know. No, you don't. Just I don't know if Sheens knew someone in Iran and said, you designed us something. Can I point out that Iran is a country that is very interested in graphic art. Yes. I've been there. You've been there. I know I have, you have. And I've been to their You've main... You've seen their designing studio. Exactly. Yes. And I've been to the gallery and yes. was shocked mm-hmm. that they had an exhibition up there travelling all the way from Australia to Iran, to yep. Iran and so on. The Modern Art Gallery yes. had an exhibition of Australian graphic art. All right. The yep. first thing I thought was the Channel 7 logo. Really? As I walked into the gallery, I said, But you what? must have felt right at home. I did. Then the Macquarie Bank logo and so on. Yes. Yeah, they love their graphic art. They love their logos. And graphic art in particular. Yes. Well, that Macquarie Bank logo is fantastic. Who designed that? Do we know? I think Ken Cato, a Melbourne graphic art. I could really? be wrong about this. I'm reaching into the okay. yes. recesses of my travel mind. Yes, yes. But I was amazed. They had so many examples of Australian graphic right, art there. Right. It was pulling people. I would have seen about at least four people in there yeah. with me. Did they have uh, in this exhibition, you say, if you looked at the Macquarie Bank logo there, did they have a sort of didactic plaque to tell you what it was what it was, and how it came about and the significance of it to world banking? That's a good question. Yes. I didn't have to probe that side of it because no. I knew what it was. Yes. I mean, I don't be big-headed here. No. But, uh, you know, did you let the, them know that... Uh, I spoke to them at length about good. it. Good. Now, Nico Hines to be a shark for life. What a good story this is. Because he won the Dally M last year, I think. Mm. And I think he also won the Proven Summons Medal, which we're the only ones that talk about the Proven Summons, which is annually given out to the player who best exemplifies the spirit of rugby league. Last year it was uh, Nico Hines, and he Mm. does, isn't he? I mean, he does have a a wonderful, personable demeanour about him. He does. He just carries the the values of rugby league that we admire so much. Yeah, yeah. Gets involved. Yeah. He's, he's very happy to run the ball. Yeah. Loves having the ball in his hands. Plays with his eyes. Plays what's in front of him. Yeah, that's the most important. That's thing. the most important thing. Yeah. That's Don't get the ahead refreshing of yourself. thing about. I know. Play what's in front of you. Play what's in front of you, and yeah. that is the spirit of rugby league, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? You know. And remember, of course, with this war against China looming. Yes. I tell you what, he'd be no stranger in the trench with you and me. Yes. He? No, that's right. He would play. He would but, respond yeah. to what's in front of him. Exactly. Nico Hines. He'd be fantastic. Now, uh, just finally, I'm wondering if uh, there, there's a question, and you might have alluded to this, HG, is the NRL getting too close to the gambling industry? Now, this is something we may explore if we have time. I mean, my feeling about this has always been there's got to be a balance. Balance? Balance is the word, isn't it? Wow. Balance. 
And there is talk of Leichhardt Oval being changed to Ladbrokes Oval. We'll see. That, to me, would be going just a little bit too far. But would you accept, say, TAB Oval? Uh, well, you'd have to argue it, I think. I, I think Heritage Grounds should stay heritage-named. Yeah. Fortress Brookie is Fortress Brookie. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be known as anything else. Mm-hmm. Like Four Pines Well, that ah, ma- means nothing to me. Good. No. If someone says four pints to me, you I immediately to... stop the conversation and walk away. I do. No, you've got principles. I've got principles. You know that it's about balance. Yes. Well, Grand Park, for example. Grand Park is Grand Park. Uh, I don't care. It's not blue tongue much, to me. Yeah. How much pressure have, have you been under being connected with Watsford Oval yes. to change it to a betting? Enormous. Yeah. I bet you have. Enormous. Yeah, I bet you have. Ah. Oh. Uh, North Sydney Oval should stay North Sydney Oval. Lang Park is Lang Park. I oh, know. I don't care. You, you you can't call it anything else. No. It's Lang Park. Yeah. Stadium Australia. <laughs> the Sydney Football Stadium. I know. I like that. These are all Elegant. heritage. Elegant. You cannot buggerise around with those. No. Balance. Make of that what you will. Songs of War from the Stars of Rugby League is out now on Monster Music. Great tunes that buoyed the hearts of a nation through two world wars, sung by the Rugby League stars of today. Top tracks heard every week on Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to be part of the show, text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old style way, RoyanHG at abc.net. Oh, you. And we come to the road to glory. Well, uh, Storm clobbered the Roosters last night, uh, mm. 28-8. They're not the same without Teddy, are they? No, they're certainly not. And relying on the aged one. Oh, Jared. Jared, yeah, mm. the aged Jared. I, I, mm. I just don't think that works anymore. Uh, but they uh, weren't alone. That's the Roosters with a bad loss. The Bulldogs, who were the boom team last week, are now sadly, where to for the Bulldogs? Uh, obviously, the Fox is gone. Their injury list means they're playing Harold Matthews players up in first grade, and that's not working for not them. Not working, no. No. You Fif- can't expect them to. You can't expect kids to be able to kids, play. Kids, you know, 14, 15 years old. Against Luttrell. Against Luttrell. And, you know, and, yeah. and the whole thing that... That whole mm. South Sydney story, the rabbits, the yeah. clothes props, the Coachwood and Myrtle, the glory, glory, I'm a rabbit. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't work. Uh, and the other big one was the, uh, well, more entertaining game, Cowboys and Dolphins, 32 to 22, uh, with the Dolphins back on the winner's list. Mm. Then today, 5.30, Andrew Moore will be warming up. You can probably hear him in the background warming up. Panthers v Sea Eagles could be an entertaining game. Then Broncos v Raiders, be called by Andrew Moore and the team. And then Andrew, uh, well, he's going to have trouble because tomorrow he's got three, to, oh, two to do. Thank goodness for that. Mm. I was beginning to worry yeah. about him for a while, but I think he gets the night off tomorrow after he finishes with that uh, the four o'clock game of the Titans and the Dragons. Dragons, I mean, could they do it again? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a big I mean everyone's talking Dragons, aren't they? They are. Mm. And then uh, followed by the Knights and the Warriors. And the Warriors, what a story that is. Isn't you it know? ever? They, they deserve the big reps and they the do. position. I think they're second on the table they at the are. moment. They are. And the, they deserve they, everything that comes their way. They've, 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 well, they lived on the road I for know, so they saved long. rugby league. Yes. Yeah. It was just amazing, just mm. a great story. And then 
Monday at four, the the one that they all want to see is the West Tigers in the new strip mm-hmm. up against the Eels. Oh, are they wearing the... Uh... Yes, I think so. The Iran-created strip. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll pull people. They'll get yeah. a full house for that. Yeah. I thought they were saving it for Anzac Day round. Yeah, I think what's... Although... Can I point out yeah. that I think they're going to have to go back to the drawing boards for Anzac Day? Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> I, 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 maybe I'm not reading the room, but yeah. I think that sort of whole US thing is... Not yeah. what the Anzac spirit of. Well, they decide to call it a Remembrance Day Guernsey rather than an Anzac Day Guernsey. Fair enough. But I think Anzac Day could use a bit of promotion. Yeah. I mean, I know you and I tried. Well, rugby league and Anzac Day. I mean, and it's tight what fit. happened to the Anzac Day test? test? I love that. Australia v New Zealand. I know. It was great. It was great. People never knew when it was on, but no. it somehow turned up every time when you least expected. Yes, now, yes. And didn't someone from the RSL present the cup? They did. They did. I love that. I'd love to think somebody from the Cenotaph in Tasmania made the trip up. Ah. And said, hands across the water, literally, sure. bass straight, et cetera. Sure. Been or great. play the game in Tasmania. Well, that, what a great idea that'd be. Now, Ben's been in touch. He said, uh, what a sad sight this is. What does it mean for rugby league? And what's the image? The image is, this is an image of 11 students yeah. dumped outside the Salvo store in Abbotsford, Melbourne for recycling, obviously, yes. and a sale to raise money. Eleven students. The only thing I will say, Ben, is they look pretty used. Yeah, as right. The, the end of their time as footballs, yeah. and now they're being moved on. But I don't like the idea of them being dumped willy-nilly no. outside a... No. Because, you know, the charity stores or, you know, op shops do a terrific job. They do. And they do. But if they're outside, dumped outside, passers-by might stop, pick them up and use them. Oh, yeah, no, without doubt. Without, without doubt. doubt. And I think I would encourage people. As long people, as they don't kick them around and just leave them willy-nilly, willy-nilly like a bike, around. like yes. a hire bike. Yeah. What are those bikes called? That, you know, oh, you know, I don't really, know. They're yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. That's going to be a great show. Tickets available now. No, I, I agree with you, Roy. I mean, I'd say uh, encourage people to get along to the uh, Abbotsford Salvos and just see if there's any left. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because it, it, it's sad to see a student just lying around yeah. hoping. Sure. To be Could just... I suggest the 11 balls perhaps came from the one source? It seems unlikely you, that 11 you, balls would be individually left. Do you know there. who I reckon left them there? Storm. The storm. Oh, be, right. It'd be surplus to well, requirement. Get, well, you get to a point where the ball's getting a little bit old. Exactly. There's a lot of use being so, put I mean, It's like tennis guys. players. You know, every now and again you've got to practice with new balls rather than just the old ones that don't bounce anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Now, here's a rare double. Yeah. I think uh, Latrell, Latrell Mitchell, 150 matches. Oh, yeah. Last night had a boomer. Absolutely boomer. I, I forget how many points he ran in. The listeners will know. Yeah. An enormous number of points. Tries, kicks, yeah. all the, the whole lot. Yep. It was just incredible in his 150th. Yep. And tomorrow <clears throat> he's going to enter two of his prize cows in the Royal Easter Show, the Sydney Royal Easter isn't Show. That fantastic. is a rare double. It is, isn't it? Uh, the cows are uh, prized heifers, uh, probably right. Jersey heifers, right. uh, talking dirty in quartz, and they're up for judging on Sunday. 
Uh, obviously, uh, the traditional rivals, Canterbury and Souths, meet on Good Friday, mm. and it's it's only a stone's throw from where they played to mm. the judging. So that's going to be a terrific double. He mm. said he's always had this goal of entering cows. Yes. A million, his mate talked about it for a long time, even before he started playing footy. He's taken 10 to 15 years. Yes. Got a couple of heifers, one nine to 14 months old. So hopefully we get the junior champs. And you see me walking around on Sunday, obviously, with the Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a great story? Isn't that a great story? That's a great rugby league story. It is. The Bush. I tell you what, that NRL show bag you can get at the Royal Easter Show. I haven't seen that. It's the most popular show bag there is. Is there a chocolate in it? Yes, chocolate. uh, In club uh, colours? uh, Yes, a little Steeden, a couple of uh, photographs of players. And a copy of the... The draw for the year. The proposed draw for next year. Wow. A couple of photographs of uh, – and a card about the history of the game. Um, there might be a section on Endeavour Field, for example. Gee, that would get kids in, wouldn't they? Because kids <laughs> love history. They do. The, the history of the game is so mm. rich. Yeah. And I didn't realise that. And the uh, the rugby league community is getting a cut of that. Let's say it costs $25. I have no idea. I assume so. If, <laughs> if, if uh, Volander's had anything to do with it, I'd suggest you, if you pay 25 bucks for it, 20 bucks would be going to the rugby league because what you're getting is only worth about 3 bucks. <laughs> Gobs, funny old game, T-shirts, tea towels, trousers, two- and three-piece suits, shoes, socks, towels, sheets, pillowcases, shorts and caps are all available at your favourite rugby league website, rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Roy, coming to the uh, facilities in uh, Sydney, I mean, this story rocked me. I mean, given that we've just rebuilt the Sydney Football Stadium. It was, it's it, magnificent. Magnificent. I mean, you can get a lobster roll in there. Yes. You, get, you know, 2,500 craft beers, you know, That's all right. that sort of stuff that yep. people love. People love. People go there for the bevy more than the yes. matches. There, that, there's a section there that has heated seating, HG. Is that right? Yes. I he, haven't been to that. No, nor me. To I'm going to wait till it gets a bit cooler, though. Yes, of course. Now, the... Um, the Cricket Australia report, which labels the ageing stands at the Sydney Cricket Ground as a threat. Is that the MA Noble and the ladies' stand? They've what? got to come down. Yeah, they, they do. I mean, you've I got... mean, sure, they're heritage, but. No, you've got to yeah. let heritage go. Yeah. And I say it's a different thing changing the name of the Sydney, Sydney Cricket Ground to Bet 365. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's just I don't think it's going to happen. No. Not People... in our lifetime. No. <laughs> no. Australia's biggest city uh, has some of the country's worst sporting facilities. This mm. is according to the person who created this report, yes. which we further dwarf, dwarfed by Brisbane's $7 billion spend on the Olympics. Yes. The NRL continues to highlight the need redevelopment of Sydney Stadium. Cricket Australia, New South Cricket, New South Wales and Sydney Swans will join venues, New South Wales in coming months, to formulate a master plan for the SCG before approaching the new Labor government. Right. Good. Then, however, the chances of hauling the spectator experience out of the 1980s, I mean, this is troweling it on, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. The 1980s is what you think when you go to the Sydney Cricket Ground? Uh, anyway, it appears slim that the proposal will get up with Chris Minns, the new Premier, yes. ruling out uh, any significant change. Now, 
playing catch-up with its sporting infrastructure since the Olympic Games in 2000, Sydney generally treats sports fans from the elite through to grassroots as second-class citizens. Oh, that's true. That's why you've championed Watsford Oval all these years. Yes, sure, now, sure, sure. Fighting to develop SCG Churchill, Barongal and O'Reilly stands mm. is one of them. Worst cricket facilities in Australia. Poor conditioning of many suburban rugby league venues. The stage banning of parking at Moore Park despite almost 2 billion fans visiting the precinct. Uh, the closing of grounds every time it rains, preventing many, uh, et cetera, on and yeah. on it goes. Yeah. The thing that shocked me here was then there's a lot of chaff, really, and then you mm. come to the nub of it. Mm. The redevelopment of Adelaide Oval has not only transformed Adelaide's sporting precinct, but the entire city. I think that's right. I think that's right. Remember there was some controversy over the shifting of the Victor Richardson gates? Yes, that's true. A lot of people drew a line in the sand. He said, no way you're going to shift no the Victor. No way. No way. Well, they did. Yeah. They did. They did. They opened up that whole they did. Well, hillside section of the Adelaide And Oval. what was holding back Adelaide as a city was the Victor Richardson Gates. It's hard to imagine it's that. It's hard to imagine, it? but that's the truth of the matter. Are you suggesting the ladies' stand is a similar thing or the women's stand is a similar thing at the Sydney? I think so. Event? I think both holding of, I think, back Sydney. Yes, I think so. I, I, I think so. I, I mean, maybe you could relocate them. I, I don't know if people, you know, enthusiastic amateurs, a bit like people who work on old trains and stuff like that, would like to come down, come down with and the Ute, take a few planks and rebuild it somewhere. That'd be great. Mm. But I think we've got to drag it kicking and screaming into the twenty first century, haven't we? Can I ask, <clears throat> when you go to Adelaide now, yep. is there a buzz about the place? Yes, and people are talking Victor Richardson in code, if you know what I mean. Roy, Victor yeah. Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people try to find the Victor Richardson gates as they are now and have a bit of a laugh at them, don't they? Jane, look what held us up. Sadly, yeah. that's what happens when people go to the SCG. You know, they look at the ladies' stand and they Love. snigger, especially yeah. people from overseas. Now, they you know, also... So what, what is it? It's the ladies' stand. The what? Now, <laughs> the, the report also quotes the transformation of Perth with mm. this 160,000-seat uh, Optus Stadium being built, right. uh, which is just a scenic walk across the Swan River from the old... You know, busted ass whacker. Oh yes, which we used to love the whacker because of its name. But, yes. Uh, now they've moved on. Society moves I on. I mean, nobody thinks about the whacker anymore. Not that anyone <laughs> thought much about the whacker. I mean, you thought about it for five days a year, Correct. every four years, or something like that. That's about right. That's about right. Well, yeah. not anymore. And do we miss it? No. <laughs> now and then he said that this report says there's not another bolt in the MCG older than 1990. Is that how we judge progress now? Mm. No nuts or bolts older than 1990? Mm. And if so, let's say that's true. Yeah. And you can see it in Melbourne in the Grand Prix. Yes. Fans just want to get out there and have fun, even if the race is still on. Yes. And I've got to say is that you can see that that whole vibey thing that Melbourne's got, mm. that could be Sydney. Yeah, I You know, if they yes. knock down the SCG. Yes. I mean, remember, of course... There'd be, there'd be blowback, you know, there'd be... Oh, of course there'd be blowback! There'd be traditionalists say, oh, no, the ladies stand the MA, no, they're, they're great, we, we, we've got to keep that. Well, no, we don't. Remember, the generation that wants to go to a sporting event and get mm. a suit measured before they get, take a seat and watch the first half. That's right. And then they go back at uh, half time for a fitting. For a fitting. They, at the and end of the night. And pick it up yeah, exactly. and drive home in a new suit. Yeah. And they want to be able to have the firecracker shrimp that they served at the, oh, you know, the, the green the, the championship dinner. ball. They want that the championship to, dinner, yes. Yeah, they don't want pies anymore. They want scallops. They want the whole modern thing. And, that, and mm. then, get this, they fly into, obviously, the main airport, yeah. get a... Drone to take them to the cricket ground, drone oh, yeah. landing, oh, yeah. out they get, 
watch the game, watch the thrilled game. to bits. Sure. Off they are yeah. Yeah, after the match overseas. Sure. I mean, there, certainly I, I agree there are certain heritage items that should be maintained. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, well, we've discussed before, the, the, the toilets are like a Well, level. that's a completely different It's issue. a different thing. Their people, they go there to soak in history, don't they? And splash their boots. Well, to soak in history, knowing yeah. that you're, you know, this trough was used by... Yeah, golden any boots. great you can think of, golden boots barns. Of course yeah. he did. Paul Siren and the Paul Siro, of yeah. course he yeah, did. Blocker Roach. Yes. Backdoor Benny Alive. Yes. And they're all there. Yeah. Mick Pobgy. Oh, Mick Pobgy. Yeah. God almighty, how about Kerry Emsley? Kerry Emsley. Kerry would have used it. Tugger Coleman. Tugger Coleman when he visited. Yeah, when he visited. Yeah, Of course he would have used it. Because he loves his history. Mm. Yeah. Now. Now, so Cam, I don't know if it's Cam Smith, let's say it is. The golfer or the He's rugby league player? The rugby league player. Mm-hmm. His balance. It always was and will be Lang Park. Dolphins would always be ready. Rugby league will always be the greatest game of all. Well, I think the Dolphins won't always be ready, as in Redcliffe. I think they're, they're becoming the Finns, aren't they? Well, that, oh, that's interesting. I, I, the Finns. People the saying, oh, oh, go Finns. And go people fins. doing hand signs. Yeah, with that's like wearing those plastic hats. Yes. Yes. Which is a new tradition, which feels as if it's been around for ages. I feel, I feel like the dolphins have always been oh, part know, of our they, landscape. Yeah, they indeed. really fit in, don't they? They, they, they? they slot right in. They slot right in. Mm. I mean, instant heritage. Instant heritage is something new. And that's what you want. Exactly. You know, next time you go to the SCG, let's say the, the build is on. And the, and the ladies stand are gone, mm. and whatever replaces them mm. will be instantly wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. And they'll be called something great. Something like, great. Yeah. Like the Steve War stand. Thank you. Now, four years ago when Labor leader Michael Daly used the construction site for rebuilding Allianz Stadium as a backdrop for his failed election campaign, adopting the hashtag, hashtag stadium splurge mm. and campaigning for the money should be spent on health and education. I think that's where the current uh, Premier's back. That's where Minzy's going, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. It's expensive. Back to basics a bit. What? Health indeed. and education. Health and education. Yes. But is that going to solve the problems of the future? Well... As in rugby league's problems in the future, heritage mm. problems in the future. Yeah. What are we going to do with Steve Waugh? Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Oh, well, well, again, it comes down to balance, doesn't it? Balance, yeah. Balance. Uh, I'm sure there'd be a lot, a, a lot of teachers who wouldn't mind, you know, sacrificing salary for a new SCG, wouldn't they? I think you've summed it up beautifully. Let's put that to the Teachers' Federation. And I think, this, you know, I think the response would be overwhelmingly, build it. <laughs> now, coming to exactly that, is am I reading the tea leaves correctly and saying most people on average incomes are going to cop a $1,500 whack on tax? I think so. If, if I read the tea I leaves th- correctly? I think you're right. <laughs> Why yes. don't we just suggest to Chalmers he goes to, two, uh, you know, 2000 mm. put the extra 500 towards the Sydney Stadium, Sydney, every, look, everybody in Australia would be in agreement with this entirely, yes. to uh, put the 500 towards the Sydney Stadium, Sydney Cricket Ground. Cricket rebuild. Ground, yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't think there'd be much disagreement there. And maybe you could tack on your lottery idea. Yes. So a, a, a lump oh, of... Oh, each, each person's wage well, is garnished. Well, and everyone gets everyone's forced to have a ten dollar ticket in the ticket lottery. in the lottery for which there is a two dollar or oh, sorry two thousand dollar prize issued each week. Each week, <laughs> so you get quite a lot of money coming in. You get and very little going billions out. coming in and very little going out. And don't, win, win, win. Yeah, 
And don't tell me that people wouldn't love to think that they had contributed yes. to the future of sport in Australia right. and the enjoyment of their children in 100 years' time, or grandchildren. Uh, uh, Janet Haddam from uh, Tail and Bend is wondering when golf month is, HG, on the text. I think we can... Uh, I think August is golf month, isn't it? I think she so. wants to start making some preparations, which is fair enough. What, digging a hook course? Well, I don't know what she's got in mind, but uh, people approach golf month in their own way. Yeah. Well, Taylor and Ben could use a golf course. I just hope they haven't got one already. Well, they because... probably have. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but that's great news. My way of celebrating golf month would be to sample, if I can, and make, if I can, at home... A little bit of Lieberwurst, Zungerwurst, and maybe some of that blood, that pork rind and blood sausage, better known as Blutwurst. Eh? I think you're absolutely right. What a great ambition. Yeah. And to serve it up, yeah. I might come I round might that bring night. some in yeah, in okay. August well, I for you. Say, hey, sample is a little bit of Blutwurst. Well, and the story about the golf green jacket dinner that went with it. Ah, yes. And maybe tell a couple of stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think yeah, about yeah, other yeah, people's yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, won't have heard yeah. them. Anyway, Now, on the text as well, is there any other um, update there quickly? Because uh, we've got to go to the news, unfortunately. I think the West Tigers should wear the Diggers jersey in ground zero round, says Max. Oh. Um, I, I, one thing I meant to say is mm. you'll be able to see how great Adelaide is when gather round goes to Adelaide, and I think that's next weekend. Really? I, I've lost where we are with the AFL draw, but yes. I think the gather round, all the teams are going to Adelaide. They're all going over on the bus. This will be a whole weekend away for the teams. Bonding, you know, there'll be a, you know, wow. obviously an esky up the back and people will get stuck in and watch videos and all that sort of stuff yes. on the way over. Play footy, get in the bus and go home. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, Only possible because uh, the Adelaide Oval set. So, you're right. It's a bit of a challenge to the ground staff, though, at Adelaide Oval to keep the... Uh, well, there you're relieved because they've got other ovals. I think they're playing at Norwood, Norwood and, yeah. and Mount Barker, where there's... I think the seating at the moment is 70 at Mount Barker, and right. they're going to develop stands that would cater for 70,000. Wow. So it's, you know, obviously temporary stands, right. but that's going to be a terrific sight to see all of that. As you know, the news is coming up very quickly. Uh, I just wanted to point out the result of last week's talkback. Uh, the question was, are you happy with the way rugby league is being marketed overseas? Good. Uh, 92% of people said no. Not happy with the way it's being marketed overseas. Is that the best answer and ratio you've had? No, 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 no. Remember, there was 100% yes for the uh, question. I think it was, does rugby league need a voice in cabinet? Uh, 92%. Yeah, 92% are not happy with the way it's being marketed overseas. Now, this week's question is, HG, would you like to see a rugby league ambassador attached to the United Nations? What an excellent question. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage, Roselle, on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is Reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au.
And if you want to get involved with the show on this Easter long weekend, uh, text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old-fashioned way, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Yes, uh, Courtney has uh, been in touch from uh, Arara Valley in New South Wales. Oh, that's where the Axemen come from, isn't it? I think so. Mm. I think so. Yes, the Axemen. Mm. It was um, Sam, Sam Burgess, Burgess was yeah, they, coaching them. They wasn't folded. He? They they won they the folded. comp. They won, they won the comp. comp. Obviously, they won the comp. <laughs> and subsequently, they folded. Yeah, they folded. Is Sam still in the area? Do we know? But Sam's come back. I think he's working with Souths. Oh, good. Probably on the goal kicking. Good. Good. Tom played pretty well last night. Didn't he? Hey, very good player. He's been around for a long time. I know, he's Tom. played a long time. I very think he might terrible. have been. He might be the. He might have played survivor. more games than any other forward in the history of South Sydney. Isn't that amazing? He was there in 2014. He was. Mm. When they won it? Yeah. Now, Courtney says, no need for collective bargaining at the sports store up here. After hearing your story about the possible millions in chimneys, we pulled out a few bricks around our fireplace in our 130-year-old house. Well, why wouldn't you? We were staggered to find many pieces of gold disguised as bricks. So many that the young fellow was able to take himself off to the local sports emporium, pick out a new footy, cap, footy kit with enough change to le- left to duck around the corner to the disposal store to purchase some new arrows to catch some rabbits on the bow in memory of the great sats. Uh, rabbits were delicious and the new footy boots have some serious speed. Thank you for helping us with the cost of living crisis. Isn't that lovely? No mention of coffee there. No, you know, maybe that, they don't drink coffee. Ah, maybe true. Courtney doesn't drink. Yeah. Not everybody drinks coffee. No, no, it's true. That's true. That's true. I was just, you know, wondering if the mm. price had gone up or I down mean, in you that. You could area. argue that those who really enjoy international roast don't drink coffee either. <laughs> I mean, it's arguable. <laughs> Stu from Darwin. Stu, yeah. He says, uh, "Happy rugby league." Uh, the dog's role in the new game has really got me thinking. Um, He'd like to see uh, the dogs replacing the runners with the magic sponge around the neck. Ah, yes. Which is, I suppose, a bit like a St. Bernard in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, but what's happened to the magic sponge? Yeah. You know, I don't hear... Oh, they go out with a spray now, don't they? Yeah, and they've got the green whistle, obviously. Yeah. Do you feel a bit for the the dogs? But the spray, it must be freezing water or something that you spray on. I don't know. But but there's no reason why the dog couldn't have it round his neck, round the collar, St. Bernard style. That'd be fantastic. And he thought the dog could uh, run out and retrieve the kicking tee. I know, that'd be excellent. Dogs would be able to learn all those skills. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And crowds would love it. They would. You'd, you'd form a relationship with, with the, the dog. Each ground would have a dog. Yeah, that, that's Like right. Art Oval dog, you know, Barney, the whatever, Poodle. Or the Labradoodle. The Labradoodle. Now you're talking dogs. Well, the great thing about your doodles, HG, is, is you don't get fallout of hair. No, it's good. It's a, a beautiful thing. You yeah, say so there wouldn't be any hair left on the ground. To trip up. To clean up. Or to clean up. the day. Yeah. Now, Alan from Merriweather, that's in the Newcastle area. Mm, lovely spot. Happy rugby league. Uh, I live in the wonderful city of Newcastle mm. and live the dream. Newcastle is blessed with a tennis centre, namely District Park, that is rising like a phoenix after years of neglect and poor patronage. My mother once played Ken Rosewell on Show Court One at this marvellous centre, and I spent countless Saturday Arvos and Sundays at the centre. 
Wow. Isn't that a wonderful memory? Can you picture this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, what's mm. happened to it? It's fallen into disrepair and they're repairing it. That seems to be the suggestion from yeah. Alan. But he says, but recently the Newcastle Council has seen itself fit to turn unused tennis courts in the Newcastle area into pickleball courts. Oh, no. How are we going to dominate oh, world tennis if I we know. only play pickleball? How can, well, that's the question. How can you, Australia, remain on top of the tennis world if full-size tennis courts are converted by a vandal council and turned into pickleball arenas? I have nothing further to say on this matter and leave this injustice in your hands. Well, the, the only good thing, it looks like the, um, the District Park Tennis Centre is not being converted into pickleball, which is good. No, that's the subtext. subtext. So that, that's the jewel in the crowd of Australian te- or New- Hunter Valley tennis. Did you ever yes. think that tennis would be eroded by some upstart? No. 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 no, and there's talk of another game called Padel, which I think has emerged out of Holland. Oh. No. Padel, which is a sort of combination of, I want to say, king's tennis, royal squash, tennis. or sorry, royal tennis, squash, and pickleball. Oh, no. I mean, let's not forget the Dutch invented cricket. Yes, I suppose they did. Well, they argue they do. They do. Oh, sorry, people argue that people they do. People argue they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam says, um, I'd like to take your minds back to the 2022 NRL Grand Final. Oh, yes. And in particular, the Channel 9 pre-game telecast. Mm-hmm. Just prior to the teams entering the playing arena, one of the commentators said that rugby league was so popular with people that if this game was played in a 200,000-seat stadium, we'd fill it five times over. Now, well, I had to do some calculations after hearing this statement. To my amazement, my grand total was like yours, a million. Mm-hmm. One million people. Imagine that many people watching the grand final live in a stadium. Rugby league deserves it. The people deserve it. So my question now is, if the commentators are talking about this and the average punter in the street are talking about it, why isn't the man of feathers? Why hasn't feathers made it a priority to begin construction on a new one million seat stadium? Can I ask, what's your expectation of the capacity of the rebuilt Sydney cricket ground? You're not going to get a million in there, you're not. Well, I don't think you will. Well, hang on. You'd have to cantilever over the Sydney Football Stadium. You would. I think you would. Uh, have we got architects, you know, like your Merkett types yes. who would be able to do that? Oh, God, yes. Cox would be able to do that. Cox would, yes. Yeah. Cox and Merkett put those together. I don't know if Harry Sidler's still How would you get people in and out? Lifts, You'd have vomitoriums. Oh, yeah, and lifts. And lifts, yeah. yeah. You know, escalators. I mean, you can design a lift these days to fit 10,000 people in if you want to. And you could. You might need it. Yeah. But it's... It's a fascinating Fascinating problem, though, isn't it? And I'm wondering if this committee needs a rocket up it concerning crowd numbers. Mm. Because as you point out, people, if you you build it, they'll come. They'll come, yes. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, days gone by, rugby league would struggle to get three or 4,000 people there. And now we're talking about a million-seat stadium. Well, one person is, to be fair, one person one is. One person is, yes. Yeah, yeah. On the but basis, well, you've got to have a dreamer. Yeah, on the basis of Channel 9 commentary. Yes. I don't know who said that. It might have been Freddie. That's the sort of thing Freddie would say. It certainly is the sort of thing Freddie would say. Yeah, but he's dropped it. I haven't heard him talking about a million-seat stadium since. No, but maybe he doesn't know it's going to get maybe knocked Maybe he had, didn't think about, you know, five times two equals a million. Mm, not sure, sure. Um, 
Now, this has come from Sean in New York City. I was uh, enthralled to learn on Billy Slater's podcast this week that the late, great John Sattler's half rabbit was a happy accident. Huh? You know, on his guernsey, yeah, there's no, half, no, no, half, half a rabbit uh, According to Billy, in that era, a player wore the same ger- jersey ah, yes. for the entire season. This is your thesis. And when the back end of uh, Sattler's bunny logo fell off, he was stuck with it for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, the carbon footprint attributed to clothing manufacturing is prodigious. Perhaps the NRL could introduce a one-jersey per-season policy. You know, it's not a bad idea. It's an excellent idea. Isn't I've it? been advocating this for years because often mm. you go to the ground now you haven't got a clue. No. Who's who? That's because right. you can't recognise them in the new strip. That's right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's right. I mean, how must Parramatta feel when they see the team run out? They think, we haven't got a hope today. We're not even wearing our jumper. That's right. Ricky Stewart's right. It wasn't us out yeah, there when he's got a loss because right. they literally... But it didn't look like us. Didn't look like us. It didn't. No. I know. I go back to you can save a lot of money and encourage kids not to be wasteful in the fashion state by getting one jumper that lasts the season always in fashion. Hmm. The other thing is, HG, back in the day, if you did, if your Guernsey did get ripped, that's fine. You'd get home. The first thing you do well, after you got out of the shower or what have you, hello everyone, I'm home. Would like something to eat? Oh, hang on, love, I'll just mend the jumper. Mend the jumper, and you'd sit down with a cotton and thread and patch it back patch together. Patch it back together again. Yeah, I know. And it, mm. it was something you enjoyed doing. Mm. It was a badge of honour to have a torn Guernsey, and a badge of honour when you to turned the up the next week and it looked just as good as it did I the know. first time you wore it. Yeah. yeah. With that blind stitching that you learnt to do. I mean, these skills that players had. I mean, I can remember seeing Ronnie Coote, the great Ronnie Coote, doing a bit of blind stitching at half time. So proud of he was his was he of his guernsey. Yes, and nobody mocked or laughed at him. No, no. It was you doing a good job there, Ronnie. How'd you do that? Oh, I see. You turn it inside out. I never thought of that. I'll go home and do mine tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is from Max from Gunning. Gunning. It's a beautiful little town, Gunning. It is. It, it is. It's, I think it's got a problem with the road bypass, though. It's lost it? its, its lots of magic. Right. Well, well, it's bypassed now, of course, by the freeway. Yeah, that's right. But what it's I mean. not far to get off the freeway no. to go into Gunning and have yourself a very nice cup of coffee and have a look at the old theatre that was there mm-hmm. uh, that I think has now been turned into a bookshop. What? Yes. Believe it or not. Now, <clears throat> Max says, uh, happy rugby league. The sad passing of John Sattler stirred a memory in me of having met the great man 50 years ago at a junior rugby league dinner. 50 years ago? 50 what are we back to, 1973? Something like that. It was the end of 1973 season and a couple of years after Sats had gained godlike rugby league status. I was eight years old, a rabid Bunnies fan, and I was thrilled at the idea of meeting the great man who was invited to attend the function at the RSL club in our small country town. Any idea what the menu was? Yes. A little bit of, there was a little bit of Sliders. Uh, pig's liver patty and a cheese tongue and blood zungenwurst. <laughs> yeah. You, you just smear it on a Jats. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. It overwhelms the cheesy flavour of the Jats very quickly, so if you're worried about that, don't. Go to a Salada. Sure. Oh, Salada's not a bad yeah, idea. Very you can neutral. smear more on. Yeah, smear, especially the yeah. man size. 
well, the big size. Anyway, when our team was called up to accept our triangular felt pennant for having played the season, I stepped forward to shake the great man's hand and receive my pennant. <clears throat> Not only did Sats shake my hand, but he spoke to me. He said, I hear you've got a good sidestep, son. You've got a good sidestep. I was so shocked Saints had com- uh, Sats had complimented me on my game and so star- starstruck I couldn't get a word out before the next kid stepped up to receive his pennant. Mm. Needless to say, Sats's words inspired me to practice my sidestep religiously from that moment forward, copying the great sidesteppers of the game at the time, such as Changa. Nearly every object in town was an opportunity to practice. Shrubs, trees, garbage bins, street lamps, stray dogs and cats, my brother, sister, mum, dad, friends, family, all succumbed to my prodigious sidestep that had been blessed by sats. However, after some initial success on the field with my sidestep, I was quickly identified by opposition teams as a bit of a one-trick pony. Yes, I would have thought so. As they started to anticipate my highly exaggerated movement. Given that I wasn't very big or fast, my dramatic sidestep started to become a liability to the point where I was just getting smashed in every tackle. Needless to say, I quickly put away my flamboyant sidestep and developed more fundamental skills such as running straight, passing and tackling low, which was the preferred technique back then. I'd given up rugby league by the time I was an adult because I was too small, too slow and too stupid, you might say. But I'll never forget the day Sats blessed my sidestep some 50 years ago. And I tell you what, there'd be a lot of stories like that. There would. And isn't that a beautiful letter? Isn't that a beautiful uh, yes. email? You know, I mean, that sums up yes. rugby league, the history of it rugby league. It does league. sum up rugby league. I know, it's just fantastic. You know, you meet a hero. I know. The you hero's only got to whisper something and it and affects it, your life forever. I know. I know. Ever. Forever. Mm. Uh, now, just finally, HG, this has come from Bronwyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bronwyn uh, from northern New South Wales. Uh, she's happy rugby league. I think some clarification needs to occur, read the rivalry of the Broncos and the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. In the rugby league past in Brisbane, there was always a vibrant local comp in which the Redcliffe Dolphins were a part. Yeah. As a Fortitude Valley diehard supporter, the Dolphins were looked upon as an outlier but with pure disdain from diehard supporters. However, Souths, who Wayne Bennett played for, were the most despised team. <laughs> Last night at the game between the Broncos and the Dolphins, I gladly booed Wayne and his merry men. Here were the outliers coming to Brisbane to rain on the parade. It wasn't going to happen. Not only was Wayne a Souths man, he left the Broncos and then came quietly to support the second Brisbane team. He fought all of his Broncos years against a second Brisbane team and now here he is supporting one. So it was wonderful to boo the Dolphins. Seems like my fellow Broncos supporters were thinking of the same thing last night. It may be not hatred, but there is despising the Finns. <laughs> and isn't it good to have... That's- that's the incredible. Word despise. Yeah, no, back in the so, rugby league. Back in the rugby, rugby league. league yeah, vocabulary. Yes. Can I can I say that I had no idea of that backstory or how animated people no. were by these things. No. And people despise the Finns. <laughs> yeah. And that's got to be good for rugby league, hasn't it? It certainly does. Common question. Is it legal to play rugby league in the nude? Nude Rugby League is legally practised in all states and territories bar South Australia, the Australian Capital Territory and Bruny Island. This is Bludging on the Blind Side, ABC Radio.
Now, uh, look, here's a topic apropos of the million-seater. The NRL... Uh, rejected a Queensland government proposal that would have resulted in the state hosting three grand finals before 2032. That's the Brisbane Olympic state. Uh, mm. While still ensuring a majority of deciders remained in Sydney. I mean, I, I hadn't heard of this proposal Nor before. Yeah. The, her, the uh, Nine newspaper and network obtained details of the proposal put to the Rugby League Central last year, mm. uh, which would have resulted in a $200 million uh, coming into the NRL coffers in a 12-year period, or you know, that was to be the value of these grand finals. The pitch was for the quadrennial rotation, that's once every four year, mm. years, of the grand finals starting in 2023 20, as follows. Year one to be held in Sydney. Year two to be held in Brisbane. Year three to be held in Sydney. Year four, the event to be put out to tender with Sydney, Brisbane, eligible in the bidding process and whoever else. Right. Wanted to be part of it. It's an elaborate plan. So every fourth year would be out for bidding. Okay, so you can be reassured or given certainty that year one it'll be in Sydney, year two in Brisbane, Brisbane year, year three, three Sydney, Sydney, year, year four, four who knows? Yeah, who knows? So sources with knowledge of the situation, speaking on the condition of anonymity, Good. due to the confidential nature of negotiations, said the Queensland government was prepared to outlay $15 million. Is per that all? granny. Is that all? Per big dance. With it's got to be worth more than that, hasn't well, it? Well, hang on, hang on, We'll get to talking about it in a minute. Mm -hmm. With a commitment to pay the majority of the money up front. Now, that's got to be worth something to the league. Right. The plan had enough wiggle room to allow other potential host cities to come in with higher offers once every four years, which could have further filled the NRL coffers and potentially brought in as much as $200 million mm. by 2035. Now... Are you happy with these sort of ideas? Because it was sacrosanct yeah. that the rugby league grand final. This is only in the within rugby, rugby league fans want certainty. Correct within living memory. Certainty. I'm not talking about ancient history when you know dragons won eleven on the trot. Who can remember that? But in the living memory, yeah. it was certain that all the grand finals would be played in Sydney. That's right, at Stadium Australia. Stadium Australia, that's right. And mm. so now we have this complete... Well, that's the tradition now, isn't it? I mean, mm. I, mean I mean, games are only good as it's tradition, isn't it? So we coffin up the tradition for the sake of according to this, yeah. uh, well, 15 million up front, yeah. and by the potential by 2035 as much as 200 million. Yeah. Well, you know, we're all going to be dead by 2035. We are. Or everything will be changed by 2035. It will, it will. And you're, I mean, you were party to these things. Did you think it would get this far? I didn't. No. I, I, no. I just thought it was fall ab absurd. Ab <laughs> and that's what I said at the time. I, I, I put my hand over my ears and said, enough. Mm. This is absurd. Mm. Fans want certainty. Yeah, they do. And, and I, I feel very sorry for those people who live in Queensland knowing that they can never have a grand final in their state. I know. But that's just the way it is. <laughs> even you when You can't change history. Even when the Broncos play the uh, Dolphins. Play the Dolphins in the grand the final. final. It's, it's going to have to be in Sydney. Sydney. People have to travel. Tradition. Mm. Now, we come to the Adelaide Oval, beautiful yeah. ground. I'd never play a rugby league game there in a blue fit because it's a cricket shape. It's sure. an oval. It's yeah, a long it's way from It's the wrong shape. Wrong shape. Yeah. It it's bring, not dedicated. It's not dedicated. The crowd has yes. to be their part. I have to feel the thump, the bump. Yes. Now, then we come to the problem of is Adelaide Oval? Now, remember, of course, Adelaide's changed mm. because of the oval. The Victor Richards and Gates, you told the story beautifully earlier in the first hour. Mm. Go back and listen to it on the podcast if you've just joined us. Mm. Now, 
We get all that. It's changed dramatically. Hindley Street's not what it was when no, I was it's a not. child. It's all changed. They don't even call the buses by the well, same name. Well, I think numbers. the crazy horse has gone. It hasn't, has I it? I think so. That's what I heard. It was about to shut. But you're not suggesting that Premier Malinaskis is putting his hand up for the Rugby League Grand Final, are you, to be played at Adelaide Oval? I am worried about it. I'm worried about Ooh, it. Oh, I'd be very worried about it. And but what could... you're suggesting is if this, you know, the fourth-year cycle is open to uncertainty and that's exactly what could happen. It is. It is. I mean, I think they've got an origin match this year. They're this year. But st- at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Oval. That's how much has changed already before our eyes. Let's, never oh, mind what's going to happen no. in 2023. See, well, I don't uh, like that. Who's going to miss out? Sydney, I bet. Well, hang on a minute. Wait. Just shut yeah. up for a minute. A location for the 2023 grand finals yet to be determined. This is the same article. The Herald, that's the nine newspaper, mm. revealed in the age, revealed last week that Melbourne the home of the AFL, would consider making a play for the showpiece event. Uh, uh, you know, Feathers has stated that consideration will be given to putting the decider up for Super Bowl-style auction in which the highest bidder each year would host it. Oh, now, that's Lord. already what Feathers is thinking. Yeah. Never mind the once every four years rotating yes. around Australia. The but isn't this just payback to Mins? Well, that's what Because I... Mins won't build the... Yeah. The stadium the at Parramatta. Yeah. Sorry, at Penrith. Cogra. That was going to be the million seater. Yeah, or the Four Points Park redevelopment. He's That's not gonna, right. But they've gone. He back. said they're going to look at education. Education. And health. I mean, has that got anything to do with rugby league? No. This is what gets me offside. But yeah. how that he's thinking, Feathers is thinking that we're going to shift it around, could end up in Mount Isa if they've got enough money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what people are going to do there, the million people who want to go and see it. Right. What they're going to do up there? I mean, it is just out of control. Don't know. Out of control. But but looming before the grand final, HG is uh, the state of origin. Are you suggesting the first state of origin is going to be played in Sydney, the second in Brisbane, and the third in Adelaide? No, or the other way round. Adelaide first. Yeah, people people uh, listening will oh. know. I'm pretty sure it's Adelaide first, then Brisbane, and the decider in, Sydney. in inverted commas, the last one in Sydney, right. which could be a dead rubber. Of could be, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, as I said in previous weeks, Freddie just must look across the border and scratch it, border and scratch his head. Yes, I mean they've got the two gun teams. Yeah, in in what Bronx and Dolphins, mm. and <laughs> you know Bronx and Dolphins. Mm. Oh, it is a difficult problem, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure this won't be the last time we've uh, we cover this yeah. because it'll just go on and on this. Um, sure. See, I, I think see, state of origin should be held in just New South Wales Lang Park. and Queensland. Yeah, Queensland. Lang Park and Stadium Australia. Yeah. And get, two in Lang Park one year, yeah. two in Stadium Australia the next. Elegant, simple. People can be reassured. Reassured. They know where they're going. They know where I stand. Yeah. There's certainty. Yeah. You wake up, you open the curtains, the sun's shining. <laughs> That's, That's the we... sort of certainty the rugby league needs. needs. See, we get Mins. He says he'd love to help out building, you know, like at over Brookvale, over Shark Park, etc. Yeah. I'd love to. But when you consider that there's 200 billion of debt in New South Wales and we've got urgent responsibility for schools and hospitals, they've got to be our priority. It's why we elected. we were elected on the previous Saturday. Yeah. Now, then again, we get to the problem of teachers are being lured away from the New South Wales education Into department. private schools. With a $1,000 a week cash bonus. Yeah. 
I mean, what's going to happen there? I mean, the yeah. poor old education department in New South Wales must be scratching their heads wondering how we can cope yes. with all of this. I know. I, I don't know. He's got, has Minns got a solution for that? Well, I think we See, can... See, I think people elected the Minns government thinking that Minzy was really behind rugby league and the Leichhardt Oval toilets would be preserved. The million-dollar Cedar would be built at Penrith. Mm. And still we get roads and better teachers and more teachers. And teachers get more money. Up front. Up front. That's mm. what people voted for. Mm. Rugby league, education... Health and transport. In that it? order. In that order. <laughs> Back with more bludging in a moment. Rugby league players can do anything. Pick fruit, plug potholes, change bed sheets. If you need job-ready Aussies who won't quit, get in touch with Smearson Employment through bludging on the blind side. Now, coming back to the problems of gambling and television. Now, both administrators, that's the murderer and uh, Volandis' offsider, yep. uh, said ban on gambling ads, which some anti-gambling advocates are pushing for, would cripple sports that receive $10 millions of dollars from offshore sports betting firms. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of that goes into the grassroots, doesn't it, HG? The grassroots. It filters down, doesn't it? Filters down to the that's kids who yeah, need no. Stedens and... Guernseys and, and shorts and black dots and uprights yeah. and so on, sure, and all that sure, line sure, marking sure. machines and yeah. urns and jumping castles That's and stuff right. like that. And uh, as I understand, it's revolutionised the game in the bush. I think so. Gambling. I think so. Yeah. With uh, Adelaide Oval, HG, would it be possible when the State of Origin game, the first game, is played at Adelaide Oval, it changes name? It changes name to like Cenobet Stadium or something like that, what or Cenobet Oval, or what a lovely idea! I'm sure Valencia. Bet three six five Oval or in Adelaide. In Adelaide, something yeah. like that. Well, I'm just to give it that rugby league twang. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I think that should be looked at, and I'm mm. pretty sure that it's going to look stupid. I mean, if it's Adelaide Oval, Adelaide Oval, rugby right. league, what? Yeah, no, it doesn't make Something's any sense. Missing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, um, industry sources were surprised by the lack of movement from Sportsbet, which is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sh- I should back up here. Chief executives, two largest wagering companies, Tab Corp and Sportsbet, also gave evidence while Global Gambling Group Entain. Uh, owner of Labbrooks and Neds, etc., sent is along as chief safe of safer gambling. That's a really good position to get, chief of safer gambling. Chief Steve, of safer gambling. Yeah, yeah. Safer gambling. Yeah. What? What more guaranteed of a win? I think that's safe right. that way. Yeah, safe that way. Oh, okay. oh well, that's good. Gambling. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, industry sources were surprised at the lack of movement from Sportsbet, which had national national agreement with the NRL and AFL in the in the light of wave of consumer consumer sentiment supporting further restrictions on advertising. That's right. not good when you have. You, when where, you, where are these suggestions coming that that, that that people want fewer betting ads? Is that the argument? Where we, you know, where's this coming from? I, I'm not sure where it's coming from. Uh, it's a sort of heresy, isn't it? it well, it's anti-league. Andy Lee, yeah. yeah. There's no place in our industry for any advertising that targets children, but we certainly accept the current rules have resulted in some unintended exposure of children to gambling and advertising. Now, I'd come to the point. Mm-hmm. The point that I'd make here is the banning of phones in New South Wales schools. Yes. You see, That's the thin edge of the wedge, isn't it? How can you get a bet on if you haven't got a phone? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, how, how can, can you? you? Be, how can you enjoy the winners? How can you join the winners if you've got no way of becoming a winner? Yes. Yes, 
and it's denying, oh, I know you might be able to get a bet on the bus on the way home, but when kiddies run into the house with a big grin on the face, yeah, mum, dad, I've won. I won today mm. betting on, you know, something overseas, it wouldn't matter what it was, <laughs> but they're on your phone, on your account, more, you know, money's gone in. The rent. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. can I leave that there and say- And you're denying kids that opportunity because- Often at playtime and lunchtime, that's your only opportunity to get a bet on because it's a bit hard sometimes when there are teachers about and you're in class. I don't expect kids to be able to bet during class. I think that's going a bit too far unless the teachers can, can weave, it, weave it into the lesson Maths. of the day. Yeah. No, the lesson of the day, the maths yes. lesson. Now, All right, get out your phones, kids. Let's go to the your, your Ned's app. Has everyone got the Ned's app? Hands up. And have a look at racing New South Wales. Yes. Where they're fielding in Taree. Go to scroll through to Taree. Taree to race PM. two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, it's all there. Waiting. It's to be all done. there. Now, racing supremo. The reason why Volandis couldn't make this inquiry was that he was tied up in another inquiry. Mm-hmm. Uh, racing supremo Peter Volandis tried to push for Victorian Queensland. Tried to push Victorian Queensland off sports peak national body. Uh, this is racing body for supporting rule changes to designed to reduce the number of times jockeys can whip their horse. Oh, you get the idea. They're trying to reduce the number of times. I thought that had been solved. I thought it was only about forty per race now. Well, it used to be hundreds, but <laughs> <laughs> now, in fact, they were whipped when they went down to the barriers. Yeah. Racing Australia boardroom power play confirmed by documents lodged in New South Wales Supreme Court reveals the extent to which the protracted standoff between New South Wales and other states is affecting the public image of the sport. Is that what you're finding on the bus? People are saying, we hate racing. Why do you hate it? Because they're in court worrying about how many times you can hit them. Look, is tacit to this argument, this this court case, HG, are you allowed to hit your horse more often in New South Wales than Queensland or uh, the other way around? No, it does appear that Melbourne and Queensland, sorry, Victoria and Queensland have different rules to those in New South Wales, but it is an arcane, hmm. difficult problem in terms of exactly how and when. Yeah, right. No, so, Racing Victoria Chief Executive Andrew Jones, who joined the organisation after whips in Broglio, said the dispute was nonsensical. I don't understand it at all. I would have thought we would want to be working together on whip reform as an industry. I don't understand blocking that, and I doubly don't understand us using that as a pretense to exclude Racing Victoria from Racing Australia. That's just crazy to me. Now, Volandis described the rule changes to limit the whip use as superfluous and window dressing, citing Victoria's racing previous problems with it and about the padded whips. Now, Padded whips? Yeah. Don't, don't. We'll be here all day. Now, the tension between Volandis and Racing Victoria over whips started cracking back in 2020 when (laughs) the Racing Victoria chief executive flagged his support for Australia to follow the international trend towards whip-free racing and announced a trial of more restrictive whip rules that the series of country races in Victoria, etc. So they trialled it. Now, Mm. we get to it. It appears to Racing New South Wales that Racing Victoria's actions as set out above, have resulted in Racing Victoria no longer being RPA, that means the Principal Racing Authority, mm. for purposes of rules and racings, and the boss is no longer being appointed as a member of direct or director of Racing Australia. That's Volandis's position. Right. So he doesn't think they're able to do anything and he doesn't want their people involved. 
<clears throat> now, a sequel was played out between New South Wales and Queensland when Racing New South Wales objected to Queensland's intention to enforce more restrictive whip rules during their winter carnival. Racing New South Wales this year initiated legal action against other states in a bid to obtain documents connected to what it suspects, this is Racing New South Wales, it suspects was a conspiracy to exclude it from national affairs of Australia, Australia's $9.5 billion thoroughbred industry. Now. Oh, man. Racing Australia has been described as dysfunctional in recent years with New South Wales and Victoria's loggerheads and holding a power of veto in affecting any change to the rules of racing or welfare. The organisation has been rocked by a spate of resignations, former chairman, chief executive, all quitting over the last uh, year. Uh, Tasmanians representative described the board as toxic in a resignation earlier this year. That was the representative. Mm -hmm. There are so many times you can bang your head against a brick wall uh, before you choose to stop. So it is a difficult thing. Now, you... Right. You... Look... Okay, am I to understand that there is... A conspiracy? There is a a national racing body... Correct. ...that has representatives from from New South Wales, Victoria... But each state has a veto... Yeah, so it's a bit appears- like the United Nations. You can get nothing done yeah. in the Security Council because always someone has the right of veto. But the conspiracy is the thing that worries me is could they could the main peak body mm. of racing in Australia want to get rid of New South Wales racing? That's just implausible. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, have they expressed any desire to get rid of racing in New South Wales? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'll tell you what shocked me at that uh, that meeting, that yeah. that court case, yes. which looks like it's going to run and run and run, mm. was when Winks turned up and wanted to have wanted a Wanted to have a, give evidence. Want, wanted to give evidence yes. about what had happened and I bet the magistrate wouldn't, wouldn't take it seriously. No, wouldn't, wouldn't. And I know you were under enormous pressure to produce Rooting King. Well, Rooting King couldn't give a bugger. I, I talked to him about it. When I mentioned uh, whip reform, he... Blake Dover. T- totally lost interest. Well, I thought you... Because he can remember the days of spur reform. Remember those days? Yeah, that's a long time ago. Well, I know it's a long time ago. But I, I mean, but the joy of watching, you know, someone a spur specialist go to work, go to work, and really reduce, bring that. it home. Yeah, you know, so it wouldn't matter as long as you got there first, even if it was just a ball of mince rolling or a bit of bratwurst <laughs> coming down those straight. Yeah, the cheers in the stand. <laughs> that's right. But I tell you what worried me about you producing Rooting King was he'd use it as a political platform. I know the horse. Yes. Wouldn't be anything to do with that. It'll be on about Bruce McAvaney, yeah. on how much he hates him and, you know, know. Too, everything's too woke these days. <laughs> I mean, you can see it now. I know. And, you know, and, and Bruce's conspiracy to kill racing. Mm. Yeah. Look, in this case, HG, uh, I thought the status of uh, the Everest might have come up. Has well, that come that, up? Is that I, part of the case as well? well? Look, I think we've moved on from the problems of the Everest. The problem was there is the others, meaning mm. not New South Wales, wouldn't give the Everest group, group one, one status. But this seems to have been a sort of like an unravelling. If that was the start, now it's unravelled completely. Into well, what it tells me is that there, there's a hatred between Victoria, Queensland and New South Wales racing bodies. Uh, Why not, is there a hatred? Well, let's Why not, can't it be all shoulders to the one bloody wheel? I've got no idea. No idea. Absolutely Comes no idea. Comes out of personalities, doesn't Personality. it? Personality. Now, has Volandis helped? Is he the healer? Is he reaching out? Well, I don't think Or is he, he making things worse? As near as I can tell, from my point of view, he appears to be a bit of a stick in the mud uh-huh. in some ways, but maybe it requires somebody, say, from South Australian Racing to come yes. over with the uh, with the bong and the uh, mull and, oh, you know, yes. get them all around the same room on the puff. 
Well, that's a dream, isn't it? Hey, leaguies! Stop losing money on the punt and start owning a piece of the action. The Rooting King team can tip you into the ready-to-race for Landy's Trouser. Five-sevenths of this electrifying three-year-old is owned by top football types, including Bruce McAvaney and Piggy Riddell. Weed and Bruce are now syndicating the back end. Snare a winning pair of equine buttocks through bludging on the blind side. Now, Andrew's been in touch. He's saying... Uh... Why can't betting companies sponsor schools? How about Sportsbet Newtown Public School, for example? Oh, a perfect tight fit. It is a tight fit. The one thing that I don't want to get the poker machine industry off side here, because as you know, I'm very pro getting, you know, punting, sorry, gambling machines, as in poker machines, mm. involved with schools. Of course. I think, obviously, for the obvious reasons. Yes. Ready source of income. Yes. Great educational yeah. Opportunity for mm. youngsters. That's right. And where are the punters of tomorrow going to come, except from yeah. the schools of the nation? Exactly, exactly. But that sort of uh, money coming into a school would be a great incentive for, let's say, Sportsbet Newtown Public to pay teachers more. Well, obviously. And the, the more sponsorship your school can get, the more you open it up, open it up, the better it's going to be for the teachers. You know, it's, it's so important, that point you make. You know, hmm. the last time I looked, the Ashfield people do a tremendous job, uh, you know, using their poker machines wisely, yes. uh, winning. Uh, and all of a sudden I discovered that the money from hmm. Ashfield was taken, the tax money was from Ashfield, yes. Ashfield poker machines, was yeah. taken and spent on a meandering garden in Hornsby. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, yeah. I was off my food for weeks. Yes, I mean, you just well, it must gall your, your successful punters in that area, mustn't it? Thinking the little bit they give back, you know. Mm, I know. It's just... It, it's tears, not being spent tears, in their tears, area. Tears. No words, you know. Yeah. No words. No mm. words. Now, just before we go, uh, mm. look, I'm just hoping that this might become a topic for next week, but Justin Hooney, oh, yes. the great boxer, mm. has inked a deal with uh, Sergei Kuzmin, oh, yeah. the, the Russian fighter, uh, to take on each other in about in Abu Dhabi on June the third. Fantastic! Mm. I worry if this is politically. Yes, are, are Russians allowed to box at the moment? Well, I'm not sure what the rules of import. You know, going yeah. in and out of Abu Dhabi are if you're Russian. Yeah, I but don't know. I just worry about the whole look of this thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it is it Ukraine v Russia? That we're going to build this? You know, like uh, you know, it, of, it, it Justin who Justice Hooney has no. Relationship with Ukraine, though. No, I know, but I mean, you know what the boxing writers will do. Oh, yeah. They'll turn, you know, yes. see, whip this up into a great confection. I know. You know, between know. world nations. Well, I worry about Kostya. Were you telling me that Kostya's moved back to Russia? The dad has, yes. They've been living in Russia for some time, I think. Right. And uh, can I just point Does out. Does Tim talk to him? On the phone, On the yes. phone? He gets tips. Sometimes the dad comes yeah. out and has a look at the kid going around. Has Tim reported on what Kostya thinks about? What's going on vis-a-vis -vis Ukraine? No idea. Know? Absolutely no. no idea. I mean, I'm not that close to the It'd be family. Fascinating to know. Though, it would be. It? The, you know, Hooney says that he'd like. He's great that he's got about with Kuzmin. Yeah. Because he says there's so many robots in the heavyweight division. Is that right? Robots. Robots. I mean, AI's gone to the boxing now. Mm, I don't think so. Anyway, on that sobering note, we have to pack up the blindside caravan and move it on. We'll be back with more of the same, same time, same place next week. Blood John, blindsiders! Blindsiders!
Happy Easter. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.